Thank you for joining IAB There. And now your host, Zoe Soon. Over to you, Zoe. Thanks, John. Hi, everyone. Welcome to IAB There, our daily live stream show in which we connect the digital advertising ecosystem. Today, I'll be joined by Chris Brudelet, Senior Director of Research and Analytics at IAB, and we'll be talking about IAB's fourth annual podcast revenue report in partnership with PwC. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Zoe. I am really excited to be here. Good to have you. So just for everyone at home, this year we looked at full 2019 revenue growth plus impact of 2020, uh, sorry, impact of COVID-19 on 2020 projections. Great. Okay, so let's have let's dive into it. Can we pull up the um the report? Great. Chris, can you give a little bit of background about the methodology for how we did the study? Yeah, absolutely. So this is our, as Zoe mentioned, this is our fourth annual study. Um, what we typically do is that we survey uh, the leading players in the podcast space. Um, those are our sponsors. Um, ask them about their um, the revenue generation that they expect for they, they um, reported for the previous year um, and then what they project for the years coming. Um, and we also dive down into regarding the previous year, uh, all the different types of details regarding podcast advertising that they generated revenue, such as ad format, ad type, categories of advertisers, and genres of content uh, that the ads run within their um, content. This year, however, we pivoted pretty quickly because the study, the survey goes out in March, um, right after that um, COVID hit. And we knew that that was affecting advertising revenue across all digital channels. So what we did was we sent a follow-up survey to these folks and asked them the impact of COVID-19 on their ad revenue generation for 2020. So what was one survey in past years has now become two surveys in this year so we can give a more up-to-date story on what is happening in the podcast ad revenue space. Great, thanks, Chris. And as you can see, we have all our sponsors on the screen there. Thank you very much to those. Otherwise, this report would not be possible. Uh, so let's dive into it. What do we, next slide, please. If we keep going to the executive summary. Great. So it looks like we had a strong, we had some strong growth despite COVID, 14.7%. Um, lots of resiliency here. I think what we're seeing is this median is really, you know, brand safe in a time of pandemic. Um, people were able to pivot their messaging quickly. Uh, what else is driving some of this resiliency, Chris? Yeah, this was um, this res resiliency is really a strong story and is a testament to podcasting as a strong advertising platform overall. A um, couple things that drove it was number one is that the relationship that the podcasting has had in the past from an advertiser um, category standpoint um, is what is 
are categories that are, um, are more COVID resilient, such as DTC advertising and finance. So as overall, as advertisers are cutting their spending, those who have been doing it less are DTC advertisers and finance, two categories that podcasting had had an established relationship with. That's number one. Uh, number two is that the most preferred uh, content genre for podcast advertisers to run alongside of or within, if you will, uh, is the news space and followed up closely by the comedy space. Those in 2020 are the top um, content genres in terms of listener listenership, which means those audiences are really strong from a reach standpoint and from an engagement standpoint. So it's a great place for advertisers who still want to be in market to put uh, their dollars. Um, so it's really set this space up for resiliency um, that not all platforms are experiencing right now. And I think we see some of that when with the, the rebound of ad spend in Q3 and Q4 of 2020. We're starting to see a recovery. It's still not back to where we were, but definitely trending in that direction. Yeah. Um, you know, we did some pulses. IAB did uh, research, did some uh, pulses, if you will, on advertising spending and revenue impact as a result of COVID. Um, we saw, and we're going to get into this in a couple slides, but um, across different channels, we're seeing recovery in Q3 and Q4, or close to recovery. That's hopeful. Uh, and just to cover off a little bit of 2019 before we get into depth of 2020, it looks like we ended up at $708.1 million year over year, 48% increase from 2017. Correct. Sorry, from 2018. Yep. And and host red ads contributed to more than half of that, which I think lends itself to, to being such a preferred medium during the, the pandemic. Absolutely. Definitely contributes. Host red definitely contributes to the resiliency uh, theme, which we're going to touch on later in this deck. Um, and we're going to touch a little bit more on 2019 numbers that we refer to here um, as we grow, as we go throughout the deck. Great. Okay, so can we bring up the next slide, please? Okay, can you talk us through this slide, please, Chris? Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so what we're looking at here, as I mentioned, I, I supplied the uh, methodology um, to what we did this year, and which was we sent a follow-up survey to see how COVID um, impacted 2020 revenue. So this starts to, um, you know, is a visualization of what happened. So essentially the black circle is, uh, I believe it's up 48%. I can't see the screen's a little blurry, but the black circle shows the growth in 2019, which was up 48%. The gray circle shows the near 30% increase that the advertisers uh, reported expecting to generate, you know, the increase they expected to generate in 2020, uh, but that was pre-COVID. So then we went back in the market and what ended up happening was we realized that, yes, they had to reforecast. Yes, it affected their overall revenue volume. So what was originally expected to be 29.6% 
is actually going to be 14.7% growth, which is an amazing story as so many other uh, channels um, are experiencing decreases. Um, the fact that podcasts is still going to re remain, um, you know, in the black from a, a you know, above zero from an advertising revenue performance standpoint year over year is incredibly strong. Yeah, I think the fact that we saw any growth at all is, is impressive. Yep, absolutely. And if we go to our next slide, I think we dig a little bit deeper into some of the reasons for the decrease from 29 to 14. If we want to go to the next slide, Lou Connor. Great. Yeah. So on the left. Go, go ahead, Chris. So, oh, okay. <laughs> We're stepping on each other's toes on the dance floor. Um, I love this slide because it actually starts to um, add some color, some context to you know why we saw advertisers, excuse me, why we saw um, the the content producers, the publishers, um, you know, reforecast. So on the left side, we asked them, you know, what what really drove your reforecasting. Now, mind you, this study was done in April, early April, I believe, the follow-up study, the 2020 study. Um, so it's when COVID really hit. People weren't really sure what was going on, how long it was going to be, what type of impact it was going to be. What we saw on the buy side was, you know, was we knew that they were, they reported that they were uh, canceling and pausing campaigns. On the sell side here, from the revenue, from the um, publisher standpoint, they're saying the top two reasons that they reforecasted down was because of canceled and paused campaigns. So that 31 and 25%, the two bars to the far left, you know, reflect that. That is consistent with what we saw for other channels in the pulses that the IAB did on the impact of COVID in 2020. Uh, shifting over to the right side of the slide, um, again, very interesting because uh, we asked these questions to the larger digital ecosystem beyond just podcast folks in our IB Pulse studies, and they showed the same thing. They showed uh, a shift in messaging from brand equity and performance marketing over to mission and cause-based related uh, marketing, which totally makes sense, right? Study was done in April. This is, was a very scary time for all of us. Um, advertisers knew that they could not be tone deaf, that they could be advertising something that was not appropriate or completely out of context during this time where the whole world was in flux and we weren't sure what was happening. Um, so they moved from performance to mission and cause related marketing because you know, it's, it was about their mission and what causes that they stood behind at that time. Um, so this is very reflective of what we've seen across other channels. And it's also, uh, it just makes a ton of sense. Interesting. And, and if we go to the next slide, please, Connor. I think we see some of the... Yeah, so I'm not here. Are you not seeing the slides, Zoe? No, but anyway, keep going. I think if you if you can see them, that's great. Yeah. There so we go, yeah. there we go. Okay. 
Um, so what we're seeing here is if you move down the slide, if you look from the top to the bottom, uh, it goes um, down in time. So from, I can't, it's a little, uh, I can't read I the screen. March, totally. March, March, yeah. Q4. No, so March and then Q2, you're seeing the largest, uh, you know, impacts on revenue versus what they originally forecasted. Makes sense, right? We were in the middle of it. The, the major media markets were in the middle of the pandemic at that time. It was unknown. Ton of pausing and canceling happening. Um, but then in Q and Q3 and Q4, as the country and as advertisers saw the way forward, um, you know, we see the impact being much less and much closer to, you know, getting back to normal in terms of a, from a revenue standpoint. That is what we saw also, again, across channels beyond just podcasting. Very consistent story. Again, very sensical story. Yeah. And probably time to regroup and re-message and, and replan those campaigns. Absolutely. I think, the interesting, I think the interesting thing here is, you know, in New York anyway, we've, we definitely felt the biggest impact during March and April, but it looks like the cumulative effect of those cancellations didn't really hit until June. And then we see the sharp, the sharp recovery. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, the great story is that things are going to move much closer to what was expected in Q3 and Q4. Mm -hmm. So I think what we're looking at here are the projections for what ad spend was expected to be in 2021 and 22. That's correct. So as we mentioned earlier, two, two or three slides back, if you see the black circle on the left and then the gray and red circles right next to each other um, in the middle of the slide, you know, that's, we, we talked about the 48% growth in 2019, originally projected 29, nearly 30% in 2020. That ended up becoming 14.7%. But what we also wanted to just point out here is if you're wondering about the longer term projection of podcast advertising, the other two projections that we have there are for 21 and 22. Okay. So I want to caveat those numbers, but I also thought it was important to share with you. I'm caveating because those are growth figures that the publishers reported that they expected to achieve in 21 and 22 before COVID hit, right? So they're a little bit in question right now, especially as you know, we're reading and we're seeing some studies that we do peripherally to this, that um, budgets are unknown for 2021. However, if you wanna understand you know, where this market was heading and may end up heading, um, you know, these, the, this is what was originally reported, the two gray circles all the way to the right. Great. Thanks, Chris. I think it's, yeah, I think it's really interesting that we've looked at 2020 now. Let's dive a little bit more in 2019, knowing that 2020 growth anyway, it took a little bit of a hit, but we're starting to see that recover, hopefully, in Q3 and Q4. Looking at last year's performance, it looks like we had 
amazing growth again, uh, 48% year-over-year growth from, you know, 479.1 million to 708.1. Um, any other takeaways from this slide other than the growth keeps on, you know, tracking? I mean, this is a great, it's a great story. And to be up 48% year-over-year is a big number. Now, of mm -hmm. course, you know, that universe is much smaller um, than other channels. It's still a big piece of growth. And um, to put that in perspective, um, IAB's PricewaterhouseCooper in total internet ad revenue report uh, reported that all digital media increased 16% year over year, followed by video up 34% and then audio uh, up 21%. So if you look at podcasting, um, it's really, uh, you know, it's stronger than all of those percentages. Again, the ceiling is a little lower, the volume of dollars is less, but it's outgrowing, you know, it's digital cousins right now, if you will. Um, the other thing to note is the consumer, we're going to move back a slide. I'm still on the previous slide, uh, if you don't mind. Um, the other thing to note is that from a user standpoint, um, content usage continues to grow. You know, per Edison's Infinite Dial report, uh, monthly users of podcast listeners uh, is up was up twenty three percent in two thousand and nineteen to ninety million people age twelve plus, which means about two out of three people age twelve plus listen to podcast in twenty nineteen. Um, so you know, the growth is happening in double digits pretty significantly from a user standpoint as well. The other, la and the last thing I'll say, and then we can move to the next slide, is like, is that this is very similar to what we see in the mobile space, right? Like mobile saw huge adoption, the dollars were kind of behind it a little bit, and now the dollars, the mobile ad dollars are catching up to it. And we're seeing mm -hmm. that here, the podcast space. So now we can move to the next slide. Well, I just want to pause there for a second, actually. I oh. think it's interesting. So morning and evening commute is when you would expect people to be most to podcasts. And then we had work from home orders this year. Did you see any impact to listenership, listening habits because of that, that shift to work from home? I did. Um, we have been paying very closely to the data from PodTrack. They have very up-to-date data on podcast usage. Um, they reported that, you know, there's less people commuting and whether you're driving a car or you are walking to work or you take the train and you walk the train, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the percentage of people who listened to their podcast out of home has shifted to in home. So people who are podcast fans, as they realigned their life from working at home and less being out, um, have, you know, reworked podcast listening back into their lives. So yeah, there was a little bit of a decrease in podcast listenership in March and April, but then once everyone kind of figured out uh, what they were saying, yes, uh, the, the, the listenership picked back up, and, but it happened at home, naturally. Great. Okay. Finally, Connor, sorry, we can move to the next slide. Okay. And I think what we're seeing here, just because I know we're kind of low on time, is we're yeah. really seeing 
a shift to more upfront annual buyers. So I think this is showing great faith in, in this media and taking some share away from, um, I can't see what that black line is. I think from yeah, quarterly moving, moving more upfront. Yeah. In the interest of time, let's, should we keep Yeah, moving? let's continue. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So I think this right, goes so back to what you said about news and comedy. Absolutely. Um, we don't have to spend too much on this slide, but you see that those were the number one and number two, uh, you know, re content genre revenue drivers for podcasting in the past, which has bode well for the space during COVID. Right. And I think during COVID, those have been the two pop top categories. Okay. That's right. And, and on that point, as you go to the next slide here, you know, retail, excuse me, direct to consumer retail and financial services were the preferred, um, were the categories that came to podcasting the most in terms of an advertising standpoint. Um, and, you know, those are the categories that have been more resilient to spending during COVID uh, across digital media. And thus, the fact that podcasting had an established relationship with those two ad categories bode well for the podcast space being resilient uh, during COVID. And I think, you know, here we're seeing that obviously direct response makes up makes up the the most. But uh, I feel like there's a there's a story here with the brand awareness that we're maybe not seeing because of Rona seeing two years at a time. Can you maybe fill us in a little bit on that? Yeah. Chris? Yeah, that's a great point, Zoe. Um, yeah, I mean, the growth in brand awareness is not totally reflected here because in 2017, the number was 29%. Um, so it's gone from 29% to over 40% um, in just two years. You know, so yeah, direct response is still the dominant type of advertising in the space, and that makes a lot of sense, you know, with the call to action. Um, however, now with brand awareness and now the fact that you know the podcast space is taking off from uh, a listener volume standpoint advertisers are finding it to be a, re uh, a platform that can drive some reach and ultimately potentially drive ad recall nice and i think this goes back to the d2c category and we're seeing health and home being the top to see categories there, which again speaks to the power of podcasts during the pandemic, because that's where people were investing in when the pandemic hit. Like some of the other categories dulled, but investing in home, obviously, because spending so much time there and wellness, we can keep. Yeah, you need to go I mean, that, yeah. Right. And then here again, I think we're seeing a very similar story that host red red ads most dominating here um and i think this is why the news category still did well in podcasting even though you know displayed seemed to take a hit because of brand safety and and advertiser concerns i think with the host red ad they're able to modulate the message so that it was empathic more control about how the message is, is um delivered 
Yeah, I mean, host red has been above sixty percent in all years of this study, so it's um, it you know it's it's somewhat unique to the channel, so it's a great opportunity for advertisers to leverage. Um, it's a, it's a, you know it's a it's in a way to elicit confidence in the audience in your brand because if it's read by um, a host who you probably have some confidence in or you at least admire them or look to them or like them at the very least that you want to listen to their podcast it makes sense you'd want to listen to what they might have to say from a, um, regarding a certain brand um, so yeah. I think this will only grow and I think again it shows resiliency in terms of hey you know we need to switch out this messaging can the host you know uh, you know, speak differently or, um, you know, just, it, it, it sets it up and it's, it's easy to switch out messaging when you have host read. And then you get the halo effect of the, the trust of the host spilling out to the product or service. Absolutely. And we're seeing more series ownerships kind of similar to how we're seeing more upfront buys with the annual buys. I think people are committing to, to longer terms according to the content. Um, yep. This is kind of reflective of the big deals we've been seeing in this space lately. You know, buyers committing to to exclusive content deals on different platforms. Okay. And unsurprisingly, mid-roll ads are the most popular. I think, you know, similar to, to video, and, and a non-skippable mid-roll ad is kind of the holy grail. Um, so kind of continuing to see that here. Do you want to explain a bit what's happening on the right there, Chris? Yeah, I think that in terms of, you know, spot length, we're just seeing greater investment in longer spots, you know, the under 15 second decreased, um, while we saw a big increase in the, um, in the next, in the next block and the 30 to that, screen is a little uh, unclear i can't see but you'll see you know from the data that essentially advertisers are getting more comfortable and ultimately are most comfortable uh with the longer spots um which to me is a testament to faith in the medium and to deliver their messaging in a you know coherent and um comprehensive way i think it's a great sign i think it's also interesting that you know, we used to think there was a six second bumper or a 15 second bumper, but with the podcast audience, their um, attention span or their engagement is a lot longer. They'll listen to a two hour show or a 40 minute show. So I think so it's really interesting as well. Yep. And so there doesn't look like much of a story here just because we're seeing two years, but can you maybe provide a little bit of context What we're about what we're seeing with dynamically inserted ads versus, you know, baked in ads? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, these, this is a number that not shown here, but grew from 42 to 49% uh, for dynamically inserted ads between 2007 and 2018. So it jumped in importance. It's kind of stayed there right now. Um, it's probably will continue to increase as the technology improves. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out in 2020, considering um, COVID and the precision needed 
with messaging and targeting in ads, you know, i.e. I'm getting back to the kind of the tone deaf argument mm -hmm. and, if you know, if dynamically inserted ads are less precise in that way, um, and I'm not sure if they totally are, but if they are, it'll be interesting to see if, um, you know, how this plays out in 2020, if there's going to be greater investment in them. Great. Okay. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the report. Lots of interesting, I think we wanted to speak to this slide, did we? Yeah. No, we did not. Yeah. Lots of interesting things, uh, strong growth in 2019 and growth in 2020, despite um, COVID and everything happening there. Any, any last words, Chris, on, on what we've seen this year? Yeah, I, I, the resiliency to COVID is really impressive. I mean, that's what really stands out for me. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, the news that is, I mean, to me, it's like three things. Number one is the resiliency to COVID. Number two is the growth in the audience. And number three is, you know, a lot of the bigger deals that we're seeing across multiple mm -hmm. podcasters over the last couple of weeks. This space is, is really doing well. Um, yeah. So I think it's, it's uh, it'll be great when we do this report next year. It's um, it's going to be a really interesting report. So, and I think, I think, and I think despite despite the, the commutes to work not being listenership <laughs> right. still still being there, I think really speaks to how much how committed consumers are to listening to podcasts. It's not just filling in dead time; they actually want the content. Absolutely, I'm I was an avid podcast listener during my commuting time and still find myself being so and I've just slotted it into different parts of my life so great well thank you for coming on today great to chat with you my pleasure thanks more as I be there we are excited to welcome famous recording artist record producer and president of knockout music Frank Privet where we'll be discussing his upcoming project one world a global anthem for change so tune in for that IAB There is a production of IAB. Our show today was produced by Connor Healy, Joe Ounce, John Ward, and Twafika Mahanadam. I'm Zoe Soon. Thanks for watching. <laughs>